Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Hello and welcome back to another episode. I have a really special guest coming on to the episode today. At the age of 40, having two kids and working full time as a primary school teacher, she's been able to completely gain food freedom plus completely change her body composition in terms of dropping fat and gaining lean muscle. She's a true inspiration to prove to you guys that there is another way. You don't have to do these crazy restrictive diets because she explains to us in the episode of what she went through and what it really does take to see results. So in this episode, we're going to break down exactly what she did to get these results of dropping body fat, the mindset shifts that she had to make so that she was able to finally break free from all this diet culture bullshit and see sustainable results long term. So let's jump into the episode. All right, Bundy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. First of all, can you please tell us a little bit about you, what you do and what your favorite thing to do is on a Saturday morning? Okay, well, I'm a mum of two boys. I'm a full-time primary school teacher. Uh, My boys are eight and nine years old, so they're full of energy I've always been active, always played sports, although I haven't recently having kids. So I played hockey, netball, tennis, swimming as a teenager. And then as a mum, I've always like attended some kind of gym or done some kind of exercise where possible. Um, Recently, I've been doing like a, before doing my exercise with Laura, I've been doing like a HIIT style training, like a group training. Um, which I really enjoyed but it just didn't fit in with like my family and kids Um, so I needed to find something that did fit my lifestyle and that didn't burn me out and I could see like sustainable results over time so not just a quick fix. Um, Saturday morning I like to sleep in till seven which is a big sleep in for me. (laughs) Some kind of walk um and then I am a soccer mum, so I make sure I have my coffee, <laughs> which is a I love that. Are you one of the ones that are up there in, in the grill, like yelling at the kids, or are you more like a little bit of a chill laid back? Coffee, but if, if my son does something amazing, I'm the one screaming, going, yay. <laughs> but not coaching the team, I'm there to spectate. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's so good. Okay. So... I love that you threw that in there in terms of like you loved HIIT training, but it just didn't like didn't fit into your lifestyle. But then you're trying to find something that was a little bit more sustainable. So could you give us a little bit more detail on what diets and like exercise routine you tried before you joined the Fit and Free Academy? And were they successful for you? Um, so I did quite a few different things over the years. Um, I tried keto, low carb. Atkins, restricting calories, Weight Watchers, using like gyms that I've attended, like their meal plans, like doing mm-hmm. challenges, that kind of thing. Yeah. And 
like the results were good, but then you stop doing that because you can't keep doing it forever because it's just not sustainable. Yeah. Um, then you just put the weight back on or, you know, regress in your muscle growth or fat loss. So it just wasn't really working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, why weren't those diets ever sustainable for you? Maybe because they weren't enough food for me. They mm-hmm. weren't fulfilling or they weren't using the right, like a range of food groups. It was just cutting something out, which I probably needed. Mm-hmm. And then that left me not full enough and then mm-hmm. reaching for something me full. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's, a, that's such a big takeaway, right? It's like we know restriction fuels obsession. So anytime we just cut something yeah. out, it's just like, here you go. I certain, or I thought that I shouldn't have certain foods, whereas now mm-hmm. I know I still have certain foods. Like I can have an, like I had an ice cream cone this afternoon because the boys had McDonald's, and that's fine. You know, like I don't need to feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. And this moves me on to the next question because, like, just hearing you say that is such a different mindset shift from when I first met you. So what really did help you break free from the diet mentality and find this food freedom and, you know, be able to eat all these foods like this ice cream without guilt? I think just realizing that I can eat all those different food groups. I don't have to cut something out to see results. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't, I joined your program. It wasn't like it was instant, but over time I could see the difference, not standing on the scales, the difference, but just, taking progress photos and how I felt like I had more energy I was getting stronger like pretty quickly I got stronger so yeah just knowing what to put into my body and in the correct amount like portion size and the amount of each food group really helped me to do that yeah yeah, we have this belief. Where do you think your belief came from, actually? Let's go there in terms of why did you used to think that you had to cut these foods out? Like, where did you learn that from? Because at the end of the day, everything that we believe is something we've learned, right? I think it's just um, dieting culture in the media, like social media. Even before social media, mm. I'm 40, <laughs> we didn't have social growing <laughs> up as teenagers. But I think it's just what you're taught, what you learn. Um, I don't really know where I learned it from. It was just probably what people said to you or what you think you should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and that's it. It's like, I even find myself scrolling on social media and I'm just like, oh yeah, I have a good relationship with this. Like I'm not comparing myself. And then like, you know, five minutes later, I start feeling shit. I'm like, okay, I am subconsciously comparing myself to this or taking in this information. So it's like, it is a, a very toxic end. It also is a very beneficial place as well, of course. So I love this. What was the mindset shift that you had to make? So I'm hearing that like education in and around food was really, really helpful for you in terms of like learning about portion sizes. Absolutely. That's like everyone, like as soon as you learn that, you're like, oh, I get it now, right? But there's also like, I feel there's a lots of mental stuff that goes on. So if you could give some advice to someone who's a little bit afraid and is feeling guilty, say for eating ice cream, what was the mindset shift that helped you move through that? I think um, we talked a lot about what I'd been eating. Like I remember talking about 
going out for dinner and ordering a pizza and I'd chosen the vegetarian pizza and I thought I was being really good and I remember you saying a better option would have been the meat pizza for more protein and I was like huh of course but you think you're being healthy because people tell you vegetables are healthy I think it's just learning just expand your learning and what is actually going to fuel your body like and you're not going to do that by yourself yeah yeah I love that I absolutely love that teaching it to somebody that knows about um like you you can invest in yourself yeah absolutely it's like investing in yourself it for me anyway it has become addictive because like you know you learn things so much faster and then you know you get rid of all the doubt and then you like actually learn something in the right way so like it just makes complete sense and I guess when you're on the other side of it and you see like how good it is you're like why didn't I do this sooner (laughs) but I I think before like this or whatever and that was like say 12 weeks and I think when I first signed up with you I thought yeah I'll do this for 12 weeks and then I did another 12 weeks and then I was like no, I want to do another 12 weeks because I can see how it's helping me. And I ever thought, like, I was thinking about it today, like, I would like to get to the point where I know what exercise I need to do to sustain my, whatever it's called, like, fitness or, you know, strength or to continue building my body, mm-hmm. like the builder. And I hope to get to that point, but I, I know I'm not there yet. So, like, I'm happy to in myself by working with you and you know like how you've set up my exercise program I didn't have any equipment like I didn't want to go to a gym because of family reasons but you like allowed me to you know buy the minimum equipment and then build on that and now I have everything that I need you don't have minimum equipment you have more equipment so my kids think I've got a lot of stuff in the camera yes oh my god your gym setup is like so cool now but it's so great I wish you took photos of like where you started in your little home gym to where you are now because it's like such a good look but it was so I could grow gradually and as my strength and exercise progressed whereas it wasn't like you were like you need all of this right now so that was really good yeah I'm glad that was the case. I actually didn't know that. (laughs) And that's it. It's like, that's why I'm so big on personalized advice because it's like with these gyms, it's like, you know, everyone's just in there, all different ages, all doing the same thing. And it doesn't make sense because someone who is 20 shouldn't be doing the same thing as someone who's 40, right? It just, it kind of grinds my gears a little bit. And that's exactly right. It's like, once you have advice that's like personalized to you, it's like, okay, cool. This is where I'm at. And this is the equipment that I need. And as I get stronger, we can start, you know, buying a little, a little bit more, adding to the gym, adding to the gym. And all of a sudden you've got like this sick gym where Bondi's at now, but <laughs> definitely it's cool. As well, like when you first said about getting a treadmill, I was really hesitant just because of the cost of it. But mm. I know for the next, Four or five years I can't leave my kids at home by themselves to go for a walk mm-hmm. so it was investment long term and it means that I can make sure that I you know still have those steps in every day if I need to mm-hmm. not so much now because I'm so I get a lot of those steps in during the day but when yeah. you're more sedentary 
it and it makes me feel good just going for a walk I can watch my movies or episodes so I'm kind of it's good it's my time to just de-stress yeah that's something that I'm trying to get a couple of my other clients at the moment actually and that goes for anyone who's struggling to get that daily movement in is like desk workers not you anymore but me in particular I spend so much time on my laptop now is like having a you know one of those work desks would be where you can like do your steps at work it's just like it's such a convenient way to get more movement in but I'm really glad that you were able to do that I just wanted to pull it back to something that you said because I think that was bang on in terms of and this is the mindset I know so many people are in in terms of like I thought that was healthy but I thought I was doing the right thing however Mm. when we have to look at it's like and this is a really good lesson to learn for everyone. It's like, just because it's healthy doesn't mean it's, you know, going to equal your goal. It doesn't mean it's going to equal weight loss. And it's important to understand nutrition in terms of like, you can eat chocolate every day and that can be like your fat portion, right? Which your body needs. So actually when you like switch it to like macros, I think is much more you know sustainable way of looking at it because number one it's going to help you change your body composition and number two you're going to like eat all these different foods and feel satisfied and feel really good and at the same time you're going to reach your body composition goals so I am really really glad you said that that's such a good point so never thought I'd be eating overnight oats with Oreos in oh my god (laughs) how good is it (laughs) yeah if I'd put oreos in anything that would have led to a guilty feeling but now it's like wow i can do that and still meet what i need to meet for the day so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely education is key and i think also like just removing the labels of good bad also is very helpful in terms of getting rid of that guilt so how the hell do you do it all like how do you manage everything from mum life to stepping into your teacher shoes and how are you like able to stay so consistent because how long have we been working together now it's been over six months easily yeah I think because I've prioritized myself yeah no but your transformation has been so much more than just physical like we can see it in your physical body like I now watch back your gym videos and for like your feedback on Fridays and I'm like who is this like honestly like the progression in your compound lifts that we've been working on like your technique but then also like your body composition has changed dramatically and that's a really good lesson I think for a lot of people to understand as well is because like you even said it yourself like you've not been focusing on the scales because like the thing Mm -hmm. is like your weight hasn't really changed too much has it no, it's probably about four kilos, not even. But yeah. I know that I've lost fat and I'm definitely full, which was my goal. I mean, I would like to be still, like I've got to get over this. I'd like to be a certain weight and I will, I'll get there one day, but that's something I still need to work on. But I know that I still want to be stronger in certain areas of my body and lose that fat. But it doesn't matter if I replace it with muscle and gain weight but I would like 
to see changes in some parts of my body still. Can you make sense? Hmm, absolutely. And it's I believe it's a forever moving thing. Like I personally still like want to see changes within my body. And that's just, it's the different mindset of like needing to have it and focusing on that to like, you know, to drive us versus focusing on more so like how we're feeling, the progress that we've actually made. Because like having that switch is going to be able to allow us to, you know, go long-term, like in comparison, if we're like stuck in the, oh, I haven't got it yet. I don't weigh this yet. And then, which ultimately always leave into um, self-sabotaging cycles. So I love that mindset shift for you. And because it's so important in terms of like, we need to be playing the long game and looking at at this long-term. Like when we say long-term, it's like years. And that's the thing with you, like, we had a really good successful diet phase. Absolutely. And now we've moved more into a maintenance phase because number one, the body doesn't like to be in a calorie deficit. It can't be in a calorie deficit forever because we run into metabolic adaptation. So then what we're doing at the moment is we're, you know, we're eating at maintenance calories to make sure your health and everything is really good back on track. And then, you know, thinking about a dieting phase again, after that, after you have that good solid period of the maintenance calories, and that's another thing that people need to realize is that you like you just can't sit in a calorie deficit forever. You know, we actually have uh, to go through the phases of it. Uh, mm. And perhaps that's what was negatively impacting any progress. Yeah. And so this is perfect because it leads into the final question that I've got for you today. And what is your biggest advice for anyone who's struggling with their relationship with food? Someone who's like, you know, where you once were and like trying all the diets, doing the high intensity exercise and struggling to see results with their body. Um, reach out to somebody, whoever that is, um, you know, but do your research about them. Like, I think I followed you on Instagram for quite a while and then I contacted you and we had a chat first um, about what I actually wanted and you were quite clear you don't know if you can actually help me or not, which, you know, some people who are in this profession that you're in might just be like, yeah, I just want their money. Mm-hmm. But you were quite clear. I don't know if I can help you or not. So have a chat and then see. And yeah, just figure out what you actually want. Like, are you ready to invest in yourself and like not just have a quick fix? Um, what are your actual goals? Like, what do you want to achieve? Be clear on that and then you can find the right person to help you. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other advice? <laughs> I love that, obviously, but. <laughs> um, go for it. Anyone can do it. Mm. You just need trust, I guess. And, yeah, have a clear goal of what you want and go for it. Yeah, I love that. And if you, there's a will, there's a definitely always a way and I love that you mentioned that in terms of like making sure you're finding the right coach I truly believe in that as well and that's one of the reasons why I do my discovery call I call them my get to know you call because it's like yeah am I the right coach for you and can I actually help you like wherever you are in your journey like am I even like qualified to help you you know (laughs) or do I have the expertise and if I don't then obviously it's always I'm going to refer you to someone else who can so um yeah that's huge and you need to be able to talk to someone that you don't you know that you click with and Mm. you can build that with because like we talked about a lot of things that I might not feel comfortable talking to somebody else about Mm. so that's also important 
Yeah, absolutely. Trust is a huge thing for sure, especially in this space, right? Like we go deep. We talk about some hectic things, (laughs) Yeah, which I love. I love it so much. Oh my God. I appreciate you. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Right. And I'm so excited to continue to watch you grow. And like, it's so good watching you grow. And that's the thing. It's like such a short amount of time to progress that quickly, especially like as a mom, 40 years old, like anyone can do it really. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to be like a young fit 20 year old anyone can do this if I can do it anyone can (laughs) amen to that and that is such a good way to wrap up the episode thank you so much for being here if you're listening make sure to take a screenshot and put it up on your Instagram stories and tag me so that I know that you are listening I hope you have the best week and I will be back in your ears next week see ya number one challenge that all my clients face before we start working together is a lack of clarity on how much and what to eat to lose weight. Often they are making two huge mistakes, constantly trying to skip meals or eat under 1600 calories. Secondly, only allowing themselves bad foods like chocolate on the weekend, but end up binging all to tell themselves they're going to start again on Monday. If you feel like you have tried every diet under the sun and still can't figure out what to eat to achieve your weight loss goals take my free two minute quiz you can find the link in the show notes down below and it will help you figure out exactly what you're doing wrong with your nutrition and exercise and exactly what to do to fix it so that you can finally be confident in your body and achieve your weight loss goals